Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby here on Believe. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby, Lubitz. And uh, this is kind of interesting for us, kind of an odd situation to start <laughs> things out on After Hours as we now have to contact this man through a press tour. <laughs> so we'll be limited in the time we can speak with him. I will shorten my introduction from the usual uh, lengthy soliloquy about his brilliance. Uh, just to tell you that we've known this man since he assisted Eric Spolstra in the filming of uh, Nick Harrison's Bar Mitzvah. You see what it did for Spolstra, got him into a Hall of Fame coaching stature, and he's been nothing but good to us over the years. Uh, the brilliant filmmaker from Tour Productions, who has another hot one out, coming out tonight, uh, debuting on Hulu. We welcome to the show the great Billy Corbin. And as Luby told me, Billy, with eight minutes uh, limitation here on the interview, we barely have time to exchange holy Donna Shalalas. <laughs> Yes, my publicist just told me this is the last question. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, we'd probably have to cut it short, uh, you know, about the midway point. Uh, also, uh, if we mentioned like Mayor Suarez or <laughs> I mean politics. Uh, how are you? And with the limited time, uh, l- let's talk about it, because, you, you know, I also have a fascination with TV evangelists going all the way back to Ernest Angley. But um, this Hulu film that's coming out today is about the sex scandal I'm, with I, Jerry Falwell Jr. I'm, that took place in Miami. And you have a fascination, and you have a fascination, and you have a fascination with pool boys, I guess. <laughs> yes. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you any jackpots for it, but we exactly. only have eight minutes. Yes, I, I think from all, those, from, from all those summers you spent as a, as a pool boy at the Best Western in uh, North Bay Village, <laughs> I think. Yeah, a lot of cougars came in there, checked in at Best Western. You'd be surprised at the female traffic that that place, uh, you know, had working through the lobby. Well, they can't get enough of shuckers. But um, <laughs> God forbid, it, uh, God forbid, it's now streaming on Hulu. It is about um, the alleged cuckold threesome between uh, Liberty University president uh, Jerry Falwell Jr., his wife Becky Falwell. Liberty is the largest. Christian University in the country, and the way Giancarlo Granda, a former pool attendant from Westchester, Miami, who was putting himself through FIU by working at the Fountain Blue Pool, uh, he met Becky when he was 20 years old. He described her as a cougar. She was more than twice his age, and she uh, was snapping pictures of him around the pool while he was serving her and the other guests, and um, she propositioned him and said, after work, do you want to come up to my hotel room? And as a uh, horny 20-year-old, that's how he described himself, he said, sure. And um, then Giancarlo says, Becky said, but there's one little thing my husband likes to watch. (laughs) And so (laughs) for whatever reason, he said, okay, that still works for me. Uh, And thus began 
Um, according to Giancarlo, this seven-year oh, wow. relationship that turns into a real estate partnership that may have uh, impacted the outcome of the last two presidential elections. Oh, geez. Kind of interesting. My, my dad, who uh, was known for making the well-respected X film, uh, The Licorice, L-I-C-K-E-R-I-S-H Quartet, uh, with uh, the Italian filmmaker Radley Metzger, was a big fan of your style. So um, is this going to be conducted but with the vintage raconteur Billy Corbin style, uh, with a lot of uh, interesting interviews and back and forth and and uh, all of the different... I mean, I don't know where you dig up this uh, video from or... Uh, you know, the, the uh, clips that you find, but uh, it is amazing, the research you guys do. Uh, is this going to be uh, produced, or was it produced in the typical Corbin style? Well, yes, if you're looking for cuckold cowboys, you won't be disappointed. You know, listen, we, we call our genre pop style. Okay. And so we kind of, you know, we're a little pulpier, a little more pop culture-centric. Than, uh, than a lot of other nonfiction uh, filmmakers. And we kind of straddle the line between journalism and entertainment. But the obligation is always to the facts and the truth. And so, but while we're on that journey, uh, we, we like to make sure that the audience is entertained. And I never take the audience's time for granted, particularly with our documentaries where people watch some of our stuff over and over and over again. People tell me they've seen the U and the U part two and broke and cocaine cowboys hundreds of times. And so I don't take that lightly. I want to make sure that, that they're entertained. And we, we kind of say what we do is like a Trojan horse. Uh, you know, we, we, we tempt the audience with candy and then we slide in a little, little broccoli, you know, so, so you're entertained, <laughs> but hopefully you learn something along the way. Corbin, man, let me ask you, I know we don't have a lot of time. Um, how shocked were you? You're Mr. Miami. Oh, you've dug into the fun that is South Florida from the 80s, 90s to today. Uh, when doing this story, did anything shock even you? I, I, of course, I love that we spent most of the time in the interview talking about how we have no time for the interview. Okay. <laughs> yes. and, then, and, then, and, and then and then I liked it that, that Luby talking uh, like he's on SM Exactly. I love exactly. Um, <laughs> who, 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 do you, who do you think you are, Paul Castanova? Exactly. <laughs> um, I, 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 I understand he's in the market for a new uh, young Ron, maybe young Luby. There you go. Uh, would, would, uh, would be good. Um, I, I, you know what? I think I, you know, Miami rarely shocks me, but regularly disappoints me. <laughs> So yeah. I think I was more disappointed throughout this story than I was than I was shocked. But there there were some really shocking developments. The most shocking, I'm kind of I'm kind of beating around the bush, you know, pun intended, yeah. because um, there I don't want to spoil the yeah, end. Yeah. There is a particularly compelling piece of corroborating evidence that we were provided oh, wow. um, that really kind of ties the the thing together that you have to. Yeah, you have to kind of bide your time. And I was pretty I was pretty stunned at the timing and the nature of that video uh, evidence that we excerpt at the end of the doc. A very cruel God, though. I mean, uh, the people, it seems like Billy Corbin, that are closest to God, <laughs> as in, uh, you know, I mean, look at Jimmy Swaggart, Jim Baker, and uh, the Falwells. 
always end up in disastrous disgrace their lives. It's uh, it's pretty amazing. Now, they walk yeah, off with a lot of capital, I'm I sure, that they don't have to return, but because uh, that post office box is always in the little uh, right-handed corner there where you can just send your checks and your Social Security money. But uh, there seems to be a common thread there, yeah. that uh, if you are in this game, it, it, you're usually going to end up, you know, uh, not, not looking, uh, you know, too swift in the end. Yeah, I think it's important to note that nobody's looking to kink shame the Falwells. They seem like they seem like a good time. You know, they seem like people I'd enjoy partying with, hopping yeah, on the exactly. University private jets in Miami or the Bahamas and drinking. Yeah, they seem like a lot of fun. But the, the, the problem is the, the the kind of holier than thou hypocrisy at work here. And as you observed, it's often the it's those that that attempt to impose their morality and values. Yep on everybody else that wind up <laughs> having the most skeletons in their closet. I think there's a, another, uh, you know, sequel here with, with Joel Osteen coming up soon. You might yeah, be the exactly. first to get on that. <laughs> that. That cat's getting fat. And uh, you're thinking uh, with the pattern here, there, there's a good chance that uh, he goes down at some point too. Uh, the movie is called uh, God Forbid. Uh, and uh, hang on here. Let me just uh, move this out. God forbid, the sex scandal that brought down a dynasty, and it premieres on Hulu today. Billy Carbon, always excellent. Uh, looking forward to seeing this. Uh, I'm going to tap into it, and uh, thanks so much for spending like uh, 68 seconds with us. Eh? It was fantastic. <laughs> and we're out of time. Yeah. We love you, Cobra Man. We'll talk to you. See you next time, Billy C. You're a great American. <laughs> Billy Carbon, ladies and gentlemen. That was weird for us because uh, Corbin usually we'll, like we'll schedule him for 15 minutes yeah, and like end an up hour. doing like an hour and 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's one answer to the question, what's wrong with the University of Miami football <laughs> team, which he's also very passionate about, obviously, having produced. Uh, how many things did he do on the U? He did the U and then he did the, the U2. He did Broke, which had U involved. U was involved. U, in uh, yeah. I mean, uh, of course, uh, known originally for uh, Cocaine Cowboys was his big breakthrough uh, film. And uh, that, that was sensational. Then he had another Cocaine Cowboys. He had Square Grouper. Did a lot of drug movies, but um, is the undisputed uh, and I mean undefeated <coughs> mayor of Miami here in oh, terms yeah, of for opinion. Sure. Uh, you need something on Miami, regardless of what it is, and he's very tight with the uh, University of Miami because he, I, I think he's still allowed to teach film there, in spite of the disparaging things he had to say about Donna Shalala <laughs> over the years. <laughs> And maybe the one time he votes Republican, right? Isn't Shalala a Democrat? She's uh, in the House of Representatives from some district in, like, uh, you know, Northern Hialeah or something. Donna Shalala. Or Carl Gamble's. I don't know where she she's She was in it. I don't think she is anymore. She was, I guess, a, a representative, and that no longer is the case. All right, very good. That's uh, Billy Corbin, ladies and gentlemen, here in, like, a little bonus on our Believe podcast. Uh, if you haven't been catching him, I, I don't know. I, I don't even care how he's doing on the games. I, I know he's doing pretty well. Brandon Lang, two for the money fame, who uh, joins us every Thursday. But um, he has been wildly entertaining for a guy that's just giving picks out on the air. Yes, sir. Which normally is a pretty dull procedure, right? You have some nondescript guy. Uh, here's Andrew uh, James. And, uh, wow, I mean, uh, Andrew, uh, what are you seeing this week in your crystal ball there? And you're looking at some schlep. Looks like he just slept in the trunk of his car. And somehow he got a job at ESPN. He convinced him that uh, he was a gambling expert. <laughs> He's got some affiliation of FanDuel or DraftKings, and he's going to tell you who to bet on. And now, in your right mind yesterday, I mean, if you were looking at the Monday night football game, in your right mind, there's no way that you have Cleveland 
romping over the Cincinnati Bengals, who had turned their season around from a very poor start. They were in the Super Bowl. Chicken circuit, I don't know if it was applicable. Actually, it was the sieve-like offensive line that uh, was in front of Joe Burrow that, uh, you know, we saw exhibits of that last year when they went to the Super Bowl that uh, Burrow was under too much pressure. And uh, it, it really exacerbated itself in the first couple of games this year as Burrow was on the ground. I mean, uh, he, he was buried uh, in more spots than the Queen. It, it's unbelievable. <laughs> hey, all over the place, right? They, they, they take the coffin here and there, whatever. Uh, but uh, literally, you could have put a chalk outline around Joe Burrow uh, when they introduced him uh, with the pregame uh, lineups. Uh, you know, it came out on the field there. Joe Burrow there, right? And you just look, and they take a shot of a chalk outline somewhere about eight yards behind the line of scrimmage. So, of course, it's funny, too, because it doesn't matter how much money you have on a game. Uh, it, it can bring out the worst. Oh, my God. Worst, I mean, darkest uh, secrets about your persona. So my buddy Sean Mack is over the house, and he tells me, and he, he was lit. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, he, he was having a good time. Smoking a giant spleef, and uh, you know he, he was sucking down like a bottle of Sky vodka, which I, I thought Sky vodka was like garbage. It, it, it's no. not a bad vodka. Sky vodka is no? up there. I don't know. Grey Goose used to be a big deal. I don't know if it still is. Tito's the thing everyone wants now, but Sky used to be like right in that class. Oh yeah, because uh, Sky was the one that you know, like when you're on like some cheapo airlines, uh, they they served you like <laughs> Sky vodka on Allegiant Airlines. You don't even know if the plane was going to make it to its destination. <laughs> Even though it was only like uh, from Louisville to Cincinnati or something. And you're like, wait a minute, man. I could have driven this in an hour. Oh, my God. Right? But, uh, yeah, I thought Sky Vodka wasn't that great. Anyway, he, he, he's lit up pretty good. And, and he's been hitting on the NFL. Nice. And he's screen-to-screen betting on the NFL, which is dangerous. That's scary. <laughs> and, and he's betting parlays, over-under parlays. Like, it's not enough just to bet the side, which it's hard enough to pick who's going to win the game. Yeah, yeah. And then you factor in a spread that makes it even more uh, difficult. I mean, you're talking about taking what normally would be maybe a 70% proposition that you're going to get the right side. And once you factor in the points, it knocks it down to about 50-50 almost routinely. Yep. Coin flip either way, right? You have uh, the Packers uh, getting 10 and a hook if you're betting with a normal bookmaker uh, uh, the other night there against the Buffalo Bills. And you know what? You get within 10, you should be a winner. But if you're betting with my buddy Francesco, who gives you no breaks and <laughs> doesn't believe in the hook, you're only getting 10, so you get a push. <laughs> So here, you're only getting three points at home. It is a home dog, uh, but uh, the Cleveland Browns are 2-5 and five and, and imperiled, waiting for Deshaun Watson to come out of disgrace in, in week number, what's he going to play, week 13 or something? He's suspended 11 games. So I wanted to give him a couple of weeks. To get, uh, did they give him a couple of weeks in advance of him coming back? I think they do. I don't know. Wouldn't he be able to play in week 12? I heard him speculating that he was going to play. Maybe they have a bye that week or something. And uh, he comes back in there. And, you know, the Browns then, if you factor in that Deshaun Watson is supposed to make them a stud team all of a sudden, I mean, they, they have something to play for last night. Plus, they hate the Cincinnati Bengals' arch rivals. Yeah, yeah. Joe Burrow, 0-3. I mean, that was one factor you could have taken into consideration. 0-3 in his career. But uh, as I look at trends, I, I figure they're due to reverse themselves. Don't you, Luby? In other words, why is Joe Burrow 0-3 against the Browns? There's no reason for it. They had yeah, Baker stupid. Mayfield. They've had all kinds of problems. They had that crazy coach that looked like he was a uh, bouncer at a biker bar. That was there for one year, and that was a disaster. They, they traded all kinds of people. I mean, they just had nothing but turmoil, right? Mm-hmm. They buried Odell Beckham Jr. until he uh, emerged as a uh, you know a catalyst and a 
on a Super Bowl winning team before he got hurt in that game. I mean, he was a big factor as to why the Rams were there at the end last year. And, and maybe part of the reason why they stink this year. I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, the other thing that's in play there uh, with the Rams and uh, other teams like that is that uh, quarterbacks that have been wildly successful in the league uh, eventually hit a wall, and a lot of them are hitting it this year. Matthew Stafford, who had a great year last year, all of a sudden looks like garbage. Yep. Tom Brady, who, uh, you know, you said uh, could have been an MVP last year. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know that he looks like garbage, but uh, Tampa Bay is certainly not looking too swift on three losses in a row. And Aaron Rodgers. Yes. I'm not sure he looks like garbage, but, uh, you know, they're not doing him any favors there. It's not pretty in Green Bay. Nope. And they just, you know, here on Aaron Rodgers' credentials, they extended the contract of Matt LaFleur and the general manager for like another 19 years. They're going to be around longer than Lombardi. (laughs) And now they stink. Come back to the pack. It's unreal. But uh, anyway, in the NFL, you know anything can happen. And uh, so I'm getting three points with the Browns last night. My buddy, Sean Mack, who was drunk out of his mind, uh, as soon as I walk in the house, I was out playing tennis. I come in uh, like middle of the second quarter, and it's 0-0. And he's, uh, you know, I mean, just absolutely uh, elated with the idea that he has a parlay going, the Bengals to the under. Bengals to the under. 0-0, you figure the Bengals are, you know, starting, you know, going to start putting some points on the board pretty soon. The Browns stink. And uh, sure enough, uh, the Browns, uh, like a juggernaut, start scoring points like there's no tomorrow behind Jacoby Brissett. Uh, They they end up uh, totaling, I think, 45 in a game, even though the Bengals had very little to do with that. What was it, uh, like 32-13 of the finals, something along those lines? Yes. Okay. So 45 points. So it was over. It was Cleveland. And uh, he's got a dime on the game uh, on that parlay. And I have... Literally like five dollars <laughs> on the Browns, and, and I, I I leave you know with, with a, you know like a Cheshire cat grin <laughs> from watching this game with this guy, thinking <laughs> I'm glad I won that five. No, I, I couldn't I couldn't root against him. I mean, for the five Honestly, bucks that I had uh, I up for grabs, I mean, forget about it. Uh, but uh, always interesting what happens in the NFL, and uh, you know we'll, we'll see where it all goes next week because. Uh, you have uh, all of a sudden a lot of elated Dolphin fans here in South Florida. Elated. Uh, the week before, Tua nearly threw five picks against the Pittsburgh Steelers, coming back from his concussion True. protocol. And uh, you were wondering uh, why he was speaking in Hebrew. <laughs> he was also seeing triple or something. I, I don't know what the hell was going on the week before. <laughs> but they were very lucky to dodge uh, that game, a coaching blunder also by not going for a field goal in the third quarter. And, uh, you know, the Dolphins were very lucky not to get tagged with a loss. Then they're down 14-zip uh, against the Detroit Lions, the hapless Lions, who've been blown out of their last two ball games. And you, you have to start to wonder, how does Dan Campbell keep his job or for how long? Yep. He just got the kiss of death, a vote of confidence from uh, the owner of the team. Yep. Uh, one of the uh, Ford uh, heirs, and uh, I believe a, a, a female is uh, now one of the Fords, is uh, the president of the team, said, oh, no, we love Dan. Which you might, but uh, the defense stinks. And uh, even up 14 nothing, there was no uh, cinch. Uh, there was not a cinch out there that Detroit was going to uh, win the game. And uh, that was one game I lost over the weekend to my buddy. Uh, I was laying three and a hook. Somehow he found the hook there. And uh, laying three, in, or I was getting three and a hook with uh, Detroit, and, and they ended up losing by four. So uh, you, you lost that one in uh, just uh, catastrophic fashion. But. Uh, Interesting all, all the way around uh, what happened in the National Football League, including last night, which uh, I will say this again. I, I don't notice any difference really with, with Aikman and Joe Buck 
doing the games as anybody else that they've had, even some of the clown combinations they've had out there. Even when Kornheiser was doing a game, is there really any difference overall enhancement in the entertainment quotient or the way the game is being broadcast? The only one that's different is the Mannings because they don't do a standard broadcast. They like watch the game with you. Other than that, every game's the same. I don't know the difference. There's starting to become a growing sentiment in broadcasting, too, that uh, a lot of people like Greg Olson, the former Hurricane, what a nice uh, career as a pro, and seemed like a real down-to-earth uh, great guy. I mean, he was always a candidate for the Walter Payton Award and things like that. Uh, but he is uh, impressing people as an analyst uh, now with the Fox number one team. But uh, that job, and, and I mean, I'm thinking, does Brady just play another year in defiance after this year? Oh, God. So that it doesn't look like Giselle was right? What do you think? I mean, does he come back for another season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Or does he just finally throw in a towel and realize, wow, the, the stupidity of coming back this year with a losing Buccaneer team it cost him being married to, uh, well, I mean, I can't imagine. Was that the sole, that could have been the sole reason why these two split. I mean, Giselle eventually might have said, hey, listen, Tom, finish out your career, but uh, make this the last year, right? Well, but she, she was embarrassed when he came back. <laughs> she might have been saying that for four years now, and that's the thing. At some point, you know, women yeah. get sick of hearing, yeah, yeah, baby, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like at some point, Whatever the hell the relationship is, they want their desires honored. And then on top of that, I, I, I respect that. that. I, re- I respect that with Giselle. She's supposedly very hard headed and uh, steadfast, uh, you know, much like Brady is in terms of uh, her discipline and following her own path and all of that stuff. So, uh, and, and, and they don't eat meat. So uh, that could have been at the bottom of it also, right? <laughs> Maybe if you handed Giselle a roast beef sandwich. Well. <laughs> If she's ever eaten a roast beef sandwich, oh, yeah. I mean, you, you have, have jockeys don't have as uh, tough a time making weight as uh, some of these people do. It's amazing. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, we, we got to run. Uh, it, it's been a lot of fun being with you and uh, catch us uh, every morning on uh, South Florida Live. If you like our work here, Billy Carbon, we'll, we'll get Billy Carbon in a lengthy interview. Yeah. So you guys will really enjoy that. And, and we'll do that uh, between seven and nine Eastern or you can catch it anytime in the archive. Uh, subscribe to South Florida Live if you're a fan of our Believe work. And uh, believe in us, and uh, we will believe in you, and we will tell you with uh, one week to go to the election and the company's future, uh, I mean, absolutely on the line. It's present, it's future, and uh, any chance uh, we have of surviving as Americans, get out there and vote. And uh, no matter who you're voting for, think you did the right thing because you've got to believe. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously, friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched, steaks hand cut every day. Everything, and I mean everything, is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger 
for the ones who get it done.